Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way Podcast. This is a special edition uh, episode. As I have mentioned multiple times, uh, I have a new book coming out in uh, later this year, October, likely, uh, called Essays from a Pandemic. And as I mentioned before, I started writing an, an essay a week in the first Monday of 2020. And it was very interesting how the rest of the world and my life unfolded after that uh, because it went from you know talking about business ideas and a few you know spiritual things to much deeper and much more serious in many ways topics and so as a part of sharing this book with the world i wanted to record a couple of podcast episodes of readings of the essays. And I've curated or handpicked the ones that I'm reading based off of sort of interest to me, but also timing. And so the one I'm reading today is actually from uh, June, June 8th of 2020, and it's called The Root of the Beast. And I don't write a lot about politics in the third way. I write a lot about ideology, and it's you know, I think ideology is the lowest form of consciousness. I don't write a lot about politics, but we're at a very serious time, especially in the United States, um, and that we have this this deep divide, um, not between the right and the left really anymore, but basically between American principles and extremism. And the biggest factor of extremism in the United States right now is not the Antifa left, you know, wing. I mean, they got their issues and I'm very critical of them, but it is a very large contingent of people that identify as Republicans that have become radicalized. And so when I was writing about this back in June of 2020, I wanted to shine a light on this radicalization um, because it is the common denominator that has created what we call MAGA. It's created um, this blend of conspiracy theory and and uh, kind of perverse a perversion of theology. And so I wanted to read this one because it's uh, timely and important and actually somewhat urgent that we understand. Uh, what's at risk here by giving uh, people that believe this power? Here we go. The root of the beast. In these current times, I'm extra aware of sharing thoughts and opinions only on things I have credible knowledge about and or personal experience. I identify myself as a Christian with generally libertarian views on social matters and generally conservative views on economics and the role of government. The topic I chose to write about today is deeply personal to me. It has been a source of heartache and horror, but it also has been a source of renewal of my own convictions and faith. I have felt called to give voice to these views. I hope they are consumed with that same spirit in mind. As religious terminology, the term evangelicalism has shifted from spreading the gospel to mean conservative Christian, or the more common phrase, the religious right. I used to identify as a Christian conservative, but somewhat squeamishly. There were so many inconsistencies that I could not reconcile, especially in the last decade. I left the GOP in 2006 and left the conservative movement in 2016. 
As been said by others, I didn't really leave these groups, they left me. Since 2016, I have observed the very non-liberty and non-Jesus-like behavior of conservative Christians. As I do with all things, I began to research and go deeper, to dig around the roots, to quote Jesus. I discovered that what we call, are calling the religious right or conservative Christians or evangelicals is more accurately described as Christian nationalism. This best describes the current state of Christians on the right, most of which are Trump supporters. Overwhelmingly white, Christian nationalists are the largest, most reliable wing of Trump's base of support. They make up a significant portion of the Trump triumvirate, allied with non-religious conservatives, commonly referred to as the alt-right, and the 401kers, people who don't care who is president as long as their stock portfolio is growing. Including in this mix are the purveyors of the prosperity doctrine. You can do your own research on that. Here are some of what Christian nationalism's fundamental tenets are. Number one, America is the new headquarters of Christianity. Number two, government policy should be determined by Christian beliefs. And number three, non-Christians are a threat to American supremacy. Like most philosophies and doctrines, Christian nationalism in the U.S. has evolved, but those tenets remain deep and strong in the contemporary version of this movement. In the first 150 years of our nation, Christian nationalism provided biblical justification for slavery, the genocide of Native Americans, and the oppression of women and people of color. This also extended to scorn and violence against Catholic and other Christian groups deemed to be wrong. Southern white Christians promoted a form of white supremacy. This is a part of American history that many conservative-leaning Christians have yet to come to terms with. Any thoughtful discussion about current events must include awareness and acknowledgement of these roots. Starting in the 1950s, Christian nationalism turned its attention to influencing and creating government policy. While the temperance movement certainly had a strong element of Christian influence, it wasn't until the concept of a, in quote, moral majority that it became a specific strategy. At that point, Christian nationalism became much more of an activist group. They sought to get conservative Christians elected. They took on issues like adding, in quote, one nation under God to the Pledge of Allegiance or putting the Ten Commandments on government property or prayer in schools. They felt like America was being led down the wrong path by non-Christians and the solution to that was for public policy to be more biblically oriented. From this philosophy sprang influential movement leaders like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson and later Ralph Reed. The Republican Revolution of 1994 and later George W. Bush's two election wins were largely carried by the coalition of Christian and small government conservatives. During the Obama presidency, a new strand of Christian nationalism began to emerge. Rooted in the old idea of exceptionalism, the movement began to promote the idea of America as the new Israel. Religious figures like Robert Jeffers, Franklin Graham, and Jerry Falwell Jr. began to preach that America was being destroyed by liberals, gays, atheists, and non-Christian minorities, which includes Catholics. The only solution was to repent and double down on theocratic policies and make America a truly Christian nation. They just needed a national candidate that they could get behind. McCain, then Romney, then Jeb Bush were all labeled as liberals, in quote, or rhinos, Republicans in name only. Enter Donald J. Trump. Despite his many business failings, Trump has always had excellent marketing skills. 
He understood the old marketing maxim of finding a large audience with an unmet need and provide them a product. In the case of Christian nationalism, he was and is the product. Like the lonely teenager attracting an online predator, Trump gave them exactly what they wanted. According to Trump-supporting Christians, he has been anointed by God to save America, to make it great again. Similar to its early roots in white apologia, the modern Christian nationalist movement provides cover for Trump. That is, his behavior and policies are the antithesis of Jesus' teachings is entirely acceptable to them. As long as he is putting conservative judges in place to overturn Roe v. Wade, everything else is justified. Spreading vitriol on social media is fine. He is the, in caps, sent one, the new Messiah. So authoritarianism in the name of Jesus is just fine. White supremacy in the name of Jesus is just fine. Our nation's founders were driven by two primary fears. Number one, a monarchy, and number two, state-run religion. Despite their many, many flaws, they understood that anointing kings and removing the walls separating church and state would inevitably end in authoritarianism. The founder of my faith was a non-white tradesman named Jesus. He came to prominence in a different era of tyranny. He witnessed the oppressive, violent alliance between the paganist Romans and the Jewish religious leaders. The people wanted him to lead an uprising, to make Israel great again, but he refused. Instead, he taught about love, compassion, forgiveness, and kindness. He taught that the state of your soul has little to do with the government. He had an entirely new definition of power. He started a consciousness movement, not a political one. I will close this with a message to conservative Christians. Believing in authoritarianism and Jesus are incompatible. Tolerating racism and Jesus are incompatible. Hate and Jesus are incompatible. Trump has already destroyed the GOP. Will you also let him destroy Christianity?